the American Battlefield Trust seeks to preserve our nation's hallowed battlegrounds and educate the public about what happened there and why it matters today. They permanently protect these battlefields for future generations as a lasting and tangible memorial to the brave soldiers who fought in the American Revolution, the War of 1812, and the Civil War. You can help save battlefield land today by visiting battlefields.org. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Tattooed Historian Show. You know, I had a very, very busy weekend this past weekend. That's why I'm having a Thursday release of this podcast. That's because I was asked to go and cover the Civil War Institute's summer conference at Gettysburg College in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Now, this was a big get for me. I was really happy to receive the invitation to go to this conference and cover it. Uh, and it's something that I've always wanted to do for a lot of other conferences. So this was my foot in the door to a major conference. And my goal was to live stream interview some of the historians who were presenting there. Uh, I also wanted to live stream uh, the director, Peter Carmichael, about CWI. And I wanted to live stream a little bit of the tours that they do on the battlefield or in the surrounding area because I wanted people to get a little bit of a, a different aspect into the world of that conference. Conferences are usually shut off from a lot of people because you either have to deal with budget issues or geographic issues. You know, it's too far away to travel uh, or your pocketbook just doesn't allow you to go to the conference and you can't get any funding. Um, I'm a victim of all that. I understand that fully and I think that's why I wanted to do something like that. I think it just gives you a taste of the behind the scenes stuff, but also allows you to see what goes on from time to time during these conferences and introduces you to some of the speakers. So I believe it's back in the wintertime, uh, Pete and I sat down and discussed uh, what we would do for the conference. And, and I said, I would love to live stream from it. And he accepted and said, yes, absolutely. We might be able to get a new demographic out of it and uh, get some more young blood in here and uh, be able to open it up to uh, new people just to watch on the live stream. And that way people get something out of it regardless. So I went and uh, Dr. Pete Carmichael was awesome to me. He always is. He has a, he puts me under his wing and, and helps me network and, and gets things done for me when he has some downtime, which is rare. And the entire staff at the Civil War Institute at Gaysburg College has been so welcoming to me and has helped me a great deal. And so I was thrilled to be able to do this. And uh, we set up on Friday thinking maybe we would get a couple people who would do it early. We didn't. Uh, but Saturday and Sunday was pretty hardcore with live stream interviews. And you could tell that uh, a lot of the people were really interested in what I was doing. And it really made for interesting conversation off camera as far as what I want to do with this project and where I want to take it and that I want to branch it out and do some other conferences and events and such. And uh, it really allowed me to network with some great people. So it was really good to get out there and get my feet wet, so to speak, 
in a major multi-day conference. And we went out then, that was Saturday, Sunday. We went out then Monday and Tuesday, and we did some work in the field. So I have this handheld bracket that I can go out with, and it has a shotgun mic on it, an LED light, and you might have seen photos of it uh, online. That allows me to live stream tour somewhere or just video a tour. So we live streamed out uh, two tours on Monday and Tuesday. I also live streamed on Saturday evening uh, 20 minutes or so of Dr. Ashley Lusky's uh, tour that she was giving on the first day's field of Gettysburg. And then Monday we did uh, multiple live streams for each speaker at Antietam. And then we came back and I did two uh, live stream uh, tours on Tuesday with uh, Ranger Chris Gwynn of the Gaysburg National Military Park. He was doing a tour, and I decided that there, I believe there were five or six stops, so I took two of them and live streamed them because I can't. Wa- I don't want to live stream all of it because that's not fair to the people who paid to be there. But I, I want to give you all a taste of what goes on. So uh, you know, I was I received permission to. Uh, live stream as much as I want, but I understood that there was a, a line there for everyone else. So I was being respectful of everyone in attendance. So by the time we wrapped up the conference on Tuesday evening, I started looking over my numbers. And I wanted to see the reach of some of these live streams. And I added it all up while I was eating lunch and realized that by noon on Tuesday, now we've been live streaming since Saturday, by noon, our live stream tours or interviews together had garnered almost 11,000 opportunities to be watched on news feeds. 11,000 in just basically two and a half, three days. That's incredible. And it's all because people were tuning in to my Facebook site, uh, facebook.com slash the tattooed historian, and we're checking out the videos. So I went to Dr. Carmichael, I said, you won't believe this, but this stuff has been seen in 11,000 news feeds so far. Whether they clicked on it or not, it's still there. It's still accessible. But I've been noticing that about 20% or so, uh, going up towards 25%, were clicking through the entire thing. Meaning they clicked on the video, they watched the video, and moved on. So that's a pretty good number. So Pete was really excited about that. I was really excited about that. And we basically walked away uh, understanding that this tool is so useful to conferences and to other historical entities, and we need to utilize it more. So he basically gave me an open invitation for upcoming years to come and set up and and do more live streams, which I'm really excited about. And I'm really looking forward to next year. Uh, I did get to take in a few of of the talks while I was there. And uh, they were really well done. And while I was sitting in the auditorium watching some of the the main stage, uh, uh, basically the uh, I don't want to say performances, but the 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 conferences going on, some of the different sessions, I started looking at the crowd, and I started to notice that you had a crowd there of three, sometimes four generations of people. You had, you know great-grandfathers, and you had grandfathers, fathers, and then you had high school kids. And they have a great high school scholarship program uh, so that so the kids can come to the conference 
They have a great teacher resource program to, to do that as well. So you see a mix of people coming into this, and that really makes it come alive as well. And I started to see that the younger demographic was really interested in what I was doing because they can see it every day online. Um, they know, Some of them came up and said they follow me, which was awesome. So I want to thank them for coming up and introducing themselves and thank them for following me. But it was really cool to sit in there once in a while when I had time and take it all in and take in the people around me and say, what are their age groups? What are the demographics that we need to reach? And how do we help the Civil War Institute move this forward? So I'm not only there to, you know, take in the moment and live stream and then say, see you later. I I really want to be there to help build something, whether it's with CWI or another entity who comes along and wants me to be at their conference. I like to give feedback. I do uh, after action reports, basically. So I give people feedback. And uh, I'm working on mine right now for CWI, and that I'll detail the number of people that I had interviewed or, or had seen the interviews or the tours and some key factors to increasing that next year or increasing a certain demographic. That's very important in the history field. We've got to reach a new demographic. We have to reach new people who are interested in history but don't feel like they've been welcomed. They may have, may have had a bad experience in high school or an undergrad in college, and they're just like, this isn't for me. So I'm trying to reach those people. And uh, what I was really excited about was I was looking through the, the calendar of events for the schedule of events for the conference, seeing different layers of demographics who were presenting, which was great. Uh, and then I started to see that they already have uh, an early schedule for next year ready to rock and roll and it comes in the packet that you receive so what i started doing is uh going ahead and marking down some people that i want to talk to if they are there and some of the tours i want to go on and live stream some of those so that we start getting new things out to you that's what's very important is i'm living in the moment of being there understanding what's going on understanding the demographic then i have to think about What's next year going to bring? And how do we transform this digitally? How do we transform this online in media formats to make this even more successful? Uh, that's, that's what's important to me because I don't want to come in there and take. You know, I don't want to come in there and just be like, I'm going to live stream and then, you know, see you next year, forget about this. We're going to move on to other things and I got better things to do. That's not how I roll. You know, I want to help these entities who help me, and especially with CWI, because uh, Pete Carmichael was one of the first people to really take me under his wing and allow me to reach out to new people and grab new demographics to bring them in. And uh, so it's the least I can do to go out there and try to give without expectation. And I do that uh, with CWI and other entities who have helped me uh, get it, get a start. But there are some great, great speakers uh, lined up for next year. There are some great ones this year, uh, but they were either you know too busy or too weirded out by the live streams. Uh, I'm used to that. It's a generational thing. So I get that. I understand it. But I will say this: those who I interviewed on the live stream 
saw at least five to seven, eight hundred views uh, on their on their uh, interview with me, and then they could transfer that into maybe more speaking engagements, or maybe that if ten percent of the people who watched buy their book, that's fifty to eighty books that they just sold. Uh, I know that what I also do is I take those live stream interviews, I upload them onto YouTube, I add an Amazon link, that's kind of hard to say real fast, and uh, that way people can purchase the book. So we're helping each other move the field along. If they come and sit with me, they get free publicity, they get a link to their book on my YouTube channel, and then we're off and running. By the way, if you don't know I have a YouTube channel, I do have a YouTube channel. Uh, but I'm building a new one for July. Hopefully it's going to launch. And that's going to be a nice branded channel for the Tattooed Historian. Uh, so that's going to be really cool. The whole brand is going to have a channel. I'm going to have like-minded historians helping me with that. And having their own content on there as well. So it'll be kind of like a, like a show lineup is what I'm envisioning on there. So that should be really cool, and uh, I'm really looking forward to that. But back on the on the conference real quick, uh, you know, it was really, really interesting to see the different people, and it was really interesting to see the reaction to what I was trying to do. And again, a lot of it was generational, although I was re- receiving feedback from people who were in their 60s, and they were saying, hey, we follow you online. Uh, we think we, we need your help to do this. So it was really cool to see people who are engaging social media in new ways, engaging digital media in new ways, and understanding that the way we did it 10 years ago isn't going to cover it for the next 10. We're going to have to advance. We're going to have to progress with how we teach history and how we get the point across. That was so very important to me, and I was delighted to see a number of people there who... uh, felt the same way. And it's, it was kind of weird, though, too, to have some people come up and thank me for what I do. Um, I feel like I'm a, a small piece of a very large puzzle. Uh, but I'm, you know, it was a really happy moment for me to, to hear people thank me for that. And, and I, you know, I don't expect that. Uh, but I thank them for following me and, and supporting me, obviously, and moving that along. So, what a, what a great time we had at CWI Summer Conference. Uh, I'm really looking forward to next year. Now, one of the uh, early people on the, on the list who I'm hoping to contact and maybe interview, and I'll have to uh, talk to a few people about getting a hold of this person, uh, next year, tentatively on the schedule, is Harold Holzer, uh, one of the great... Uh, Lincoln men of uh, of the history field, if you will. Uh, I would love to uh, interview him because I have read some of his works, obviously, but I've also uh, grew up, you know, watching him and uh, watching some of his lectures and 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 such and his presentations. So if you know that would be a, a big one for me if I could get uh, Harold Holzer to sit down with me for ten minutes and, and talk about Lincoln, uh, that'd be you know wonderful for for me and wonderful for you because you'll get to see him in a different way. And I think that'd be awesome. Uh, but 2020 is, is already in the works, uh, for CWI summer conference. Now I have a few things coming up, uh, very shortly. Uh, I'm working on a couple other conferences. 
I'm working on more live stream tours for you guys. Um, I'm working on new branding uh, issues, new ways to brand and, and build this so that we can be at CWI 2020 and we can be doing new and exciting things. Uh, that's what's important. I want to keep the brand growing, not only with the number of people following me, but you have to grow as a business and you have to grow as a, a media entity like I'm trying to be here. It's really a history-focused media company. Um, and that's what's very important. You have to keep pushing the goal post, you know, keep pushing it away because you reach a goal and you're like, okay, what's the next one? Uh, my five-year goal went to a three-year goal and that went to a nine-month goal. That That's the way it is sometimes where you're like, well, that's my three-year goal. And then the door opens and you have to be like, okay, and I got to move it to a six-month goal because it's coming. Uh, but that's the way... That's when you know it's really cool. You know, you don't want to take your three-year goal and be like, oh, I got to push it to five years. Uh, certain people have gotten a hold of the, the brand of the project and have seen potential in it to help uh, what they're trying to do. And so that's what I'm here for. I'm trying to help the field and uh, also pay my bills once in a while, but I'm trying to help the field. And uh, I think it's really taking off. And you all may have listened to my one-year uh, anniversary episode, uh, you know, things are, things have started to escalate from there just a couple months ago. So we're moving in the right direction and it's really an enjoyable experience. Uh, I have more news later this summer that I will drop and, um, you know, there's always something in the works. There's always collaborative efforts that are coming about. I have an inbox full of emails that I have to answer that I have to keep going forward with. Um, and, and, just allowing people to understand that I'm here to collaborate with them and help them move uh, their historical entity forward. It's just something that's really important to me that I give back to the museums, the archives, the nonprofits, the historical entities that are uh, important to me that I believe in. I also am branching out and working on mentorship programs. So that's going to be something else that's going to come about. And, and that idea really struck me this weekend at CWI because there are a number of students there. A couple of them came up and talked to me and were really intrigued by what I was doing. And uh, obviously I had spoken with students for months before that. But it was just one of those moments where the light bulb comes on. You're like, you know, I need to build a mentorship program, uh, an external mentorship program where I can go into colleges and universities uh, and high schools and talk to kids in the history clubs or talk to ki uh, students, I should say, in history clubs or students uh, who are history majors, history minors, and talk to them about the field, especially if they're students who don't fit into the traditional way of doing history. Maybe they're not made to be an archive or maybe they're not made to be a teacher. What else can you do with the history field? Because this crap of, um, well, what are you going to do with a history degree? All, all you can do is teach. It's, it's just not true. There's so much more you can do with it. It's just people lack imagination who tell you that. And uh, I saw some great independent historians at the CWI conference. It reignited some fire within me to want to do more. And I'm really looking forward to doing just that. And I'm looking forward to reaching out to school districts, uh, colleges, universities. I'm actually going to speak at George Mason University uh, today. And uh, that should be a really interesting time. And apparently the students are excited to see me. 
So that makes me even more excited. And I hope they have some great questions and I want to make it more of a discussion. Uh, I have no notes. I have no uh, speech prepared, anything like that. I want to make it more of a discussion. And uh, that's when you get the most out of it. So I'm looking forward to doing that. And there's so much more coming this summer, like I said. But CWI Summer Conference is one that um, I wholeheartedly support. And it's not just because... Uh, the CWI and Dr. Peter Carmichael took me under their wing is because I really enjoyed the conference. There was something there for everybody. Uh, and uh, whether you were into uh, pre-Civil War history, emancipation, whether you were into battles and all that stuff, there was something there for you. Uh, material culture, it, it was everywhere. So they do a great job of running the gamut and giving you a buffet of history, so to speak. And uh, they, it was just a wonderful experience. And I'm looking forward to going back next year in 2020 and uh, maybe catching up with Harold Holzer would be fantastic. But guys, I really appreciate you tuning in to this episode of the Tattoo Historian Show. As I often say, I love to have interviews for you, but there are times when I feel like you have to understand uh, what's going on behind the scenes and you have to understand the way this project is going and the direction this project is going because I want you to keep feeling like you're involved in this as a listener, as a subscriber, uh, as someone who supports me on Patreon. Uh, they get a little extra. They get book uh, giveaways once a month. Uh, but it's something that uh, you can feel like you're a part of with me. And that's, I think, why some people come up and thank me. Because it gives them a new way to look at something and feel like they're a part of uh, a project. Uh, they can lend their ears to a project, but they can also give some feedback. And, and I think uh, uh, that's really useful for all of us to keep an open mind, to keep an open dialogue, uh, because it's, it's just so important to uh, maintain that level of communication in the field. So with that, I will sign off for this week. I know this was a shorter podcast. Maybe you have a short drive to work, and you'll appreciate that. Uh, but I'm really so happy to have all of you along for this ride. Please like the podcast, share it, uh, tell your friends about it, subscribe. Remember that I'm on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Snapchat. Uh, as I said, I'm on Patreon. So if you go on patreon.com, you can look up the Tattooed Historian and you'll see my Patreon where you can uh, uh, give money once a month to help keep the project going. Maybe some of you do that for other creators. Uh, I also have that as well to try to pay the bills for all the electronics that I use and some other stuff um, until this really gets up and running. But I'm on a lot of different platforms. Please look into those. Check out all the videos and the posts. Comment. Let me know what you think. But thank you all for tuning in this week to the Tattoo Historian Show. Tune in next week for another episode. 